Good afternoon, and welcome back to Intrepid TV. I'm your host, Tachnik, joined by a gentleman who I have long admired and have read his, his stuff for quite some time, so it's a real thrill to finally connect. We've uh, exchanged uh, dialogue on email and on blog comments, but it's the first time we've had a chance to really uh, visit in face-to-face, uh, -face, if you will. So, Julian Smith, it's good to have you. Thanks for joining me. Thanks you for having me. Well, uh, you are an author, blogger, speaker, uh, there's probably other words to describe the kind of things that you do, but uh, uh, what we're principally here to talk about today is your latest work. It's uh, your first solo piece called The Flinch. Uh, mm -hmm. The audience may be familiar with uh, another work of yours, uh, co-authored with Chris Brogan called Trust Agents. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but uh, I have uh, uh, was really thrilled with this book. Uh, and uh, But before we get into what I think on it and a discussion around it, what is the flinch and why did you write so, that book? Okay. Well, I mean, I'll tell you from my perspective, it, I, I, I am still perfecting what, I, what it is that I mean when I say that. But really, the flinch to me is uh, that moment of panic that occurs in people, uh, usually uh, when they are coming across something that they haven't done or something that they've been told not to do or what have you. And... Uh, how the, the book is essentially how to fight that instinct because it is at the core of an, a, a badly programmed instinct which was in, originally meant to protect us. However, now we are no longer in a world where we're ever in danger almost at all. So the uh, instinct has been largely uh, malfunctioning for a long time and so it's about how to get that working again to your advantage. Well, the idea, as I understand it, Julian, simply is it's it's a, a an instinctual reaction to protect yourself from something. But what you're, in essence, what you're saying is it's 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 preventing you from truly seeing what's in front of you in terms of a, a brilliant opportunity to do something bold and meaningful and important, right? Right. Well, to to a certain degree, it's true. I mean, like I would say, you know, uh, a million years ago, when our body was adapted to its environment, you know, I mean, they say that many animals are the most adaptable, the most adapted things possible to their environment. So when when there is a gorilla, it's because the gorilla is the ideal state or one of the ideal states for that environment. I don't know if that's true or not, but at one point the flinch was largely pr protective. That that process was meant to keep you from harm and it worked because the uh, environment almost never changed. We knew from the age of five or ten or what have you what the environment was going to look like for the rest of our lives. However, we don't knew we don't we don't know the way that it works anymore. So uh, now we have this uh, badly adapted process, and uh, we need to find ways to overcome it. The same way that a child needs to be deprogrammed about being afraid of the dark, we need to be deprogrammed about a lot of the other things that we consider. Uh, uh, dangerous. Well, what you're in essence saying in this book is, all right, rip the nightlight out of the kid's room, throw throw the little bastard into a dark room, and say you're in there for half an hour. Figure it out. Because <laughs> well, isn't that not what you're saying? Because what 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 what, what what's going to happen is that within two minutes after the kid stops crying, he's going to realize he's fine. It's fine, right? <laughs> right. I mean, isn't that really? I mean, I don't know if you meant. I haven't finished the book. I don't mind. I'm not flinching when I say that because I have. I you're, you're the bastard who told me I had to read a book a week, and so I'm so behind in trying to get caught up on that. I haven't gotten a chance to really finish this yet. But that's in essence. You talk about lots of a lot of exercises in this book, and we want to talk about some of those. But I think, but that's kind of an example of what you're talking about, right? I mean, it's really just exposing you to realize 
the stuff that you're that you that, that you flinch at. Right. Ninety nine times out of hundred, or it's probably a higher percentage than that. Never, never hurts you. Never bothers. Never you. hurts you. Yeah, and even if it does hurt you, it hurts you for a brief period of time. And I mean, largely, what you're looking at is. I mean, so we're also a species that is largely meant to listen to others because, once again, from one generation to another, the world did not change. So even now, we are a species that is highly programmable via our peers and via the people that took care of us, such as our parents. So uh, the problem occurs when, uh, for example, they tell us to go to university because a university degree is what you need to live your life by. And then because we're a highly programmable species, we listen to them. And then the world changes midway through, and the social contract is uh, the social contract is is broken and, and pulled out from under our feet. So then we're left in this world, and we don't know how to act. So we have to relearn this process of experimentation, which largely I have relearned through physical practice, like through uh, learning from athletes and learning from self defense practitioners and learning from uh, acrobats and from all these people, because they know truly what their limits are and they know how to test them and the most of us actually don't know how to do that at all. How do you apply that to, to a, a business opportunity? Uh, well, I'll tell you that I'm a largely metaphorical thinker and uh, so I can, I can, I'm sure I can craft a, a sort of uh, like a theory around a lot of it but the, the, core, the core situation is is that is that we have we have stopped evolving? We've stopped needing to evolve, and and we're in an environment where we need to evolve more than ever. So I think that that applies to companies, and I think that applies to people. And uh, and just in general, like you're looking at this situation and going, okay, those people that stop testing their environment work according to practices that are no longer useful. So what we see here is like it's like effectively imagine that from one day to another gravity was changing and we're going oh you know I can jump from here to here well you can't really do that anymore so that applies anyone can understand that because they're used to hearing it around the talk of marketing and social media but it applies to almost everything it applies to you know from one day to the next like you feel like you're capable of x and then the next day you're capable of y because you're stronger you've been made stronger by the challenges that you've had but people feel like they get to a certain point and they go, this is my circle, and this is as big as my circle gets. And uh, once they've been taught that, then they just don't even go near the edge of the circle. Forget about even knowing where those edges are. They don't even touch them. And I refer to that in the book as a kind of corridor where there are doors, but you just refuse to go through them. So you never really find out what the other avenues are. Well, I, I, when, I, when I read the when I was going through the through the book, and as I said, I haven't finished it, because I've been reading it about halfway through. I, 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 one word came to mind is a way that I'll describe how I was feeling reading it, and that's, and that's depressed. <laughs> well, let me tell you why. Uh, yeah, I, was, okay. I was watching this video with, uh, that you did with Brogan, and mm -hmm. he was like, Julian, you, you, do, you recommend a lot of courses of action, and you have these exercises, Not virtually no one is going to do them. And, and, and that's kind of where I'm feeling depressed. There, there's so much damn literature out there about how to get inspired and how to how to remove the shackles that hold you back and get out of the cube and follow your dream. I mean, there's so much. A lot of it's meaningless drivel, but there's a lot of stuff out there if you're looking to to kind of learn how you can break free and, and live the way and you want to live and f follow dreams and all that stuff. But I, I read this book, and there's all this. I mean, there's it, it's a it's a bitch slap. What this book is to make you kind of think and say, here's what here's what it takes. 
people are still most people aren't going to do it. I know they're not going to do it. How do, right. How do you deal with that? I, I get so, so frustrated by that. I, so you know what? I was at one point frustrated as well. Uh, I've had a lot of conversations about this over time because I've been thinking about it for a long time. But uh, you come to a realization at some point where you just can't hold people's hand most of the way. So there would be two kinds of people, three probably. One will read the sort of how-to or the, what I called homework assignments in the book. And they'll be like, meh, whatever, and they'll just keep moving. And then another kind will, will actually look at it and they'll go... I like I hate exercises. I hate this, and they'll have this real like, almost like a, like a real what Stephen Pressfield would call a resistance towards it. Let's say, and then you would have other people to be like, well, what the fuck? What's the worst that can happen? And uh, I, I mean, obviously, all the stuff from the book that I've tried, I've tried significantly more than that. I have a extensive like willpower practice where I go, you know, periods of up to thirty six hours and longer without eating. And then I have periods where I'm like, you know, sort of meditation or, or like cold showers or all these other things that are considered to be hard, uh, weightlifting, whatever. And, and you do them really just to prove to yourself that you're capable. And every time we talk about this circle, every time that you do something like that and you're like, you know, that was pretty hard, but uh, it's actually a piece of cake. And your world just keeps getting bigger. And that usually happens, that stops happening when you, when you grow to become an adult and you you know, then you stop learning the way most people stop reading books when they exit university. But the reality is, is we can no longer afford to do that either as people as companies. So, yeah, uh, is is the is the modern world and what I mean by that uh, the the ability to share and get information on the internet and and, and create in ways that you never could create before and, and and build tribes and networks of people that you never could before is is that. Is that good or bad in helping you uh, deal with and, and recognize and, and come to grips with your flinch? Uh, it's bad because our world is more comfortable than it's ever been. Mm. And therein lies the problem. So we have this guy. This is an iPhone 4S. And look, I can see you inside the screen there. That's pretty clever, so, actually. It's good. You like how I did that? That might be, so, a, good, that might be a screenshot I might try to capture. Anyway, go on. Uh, but the point is, is, it, is that this thing is literally, like, at any point, I can, like, retreat to comfort. There's literally no silent moment in my existence if I choose never to have one. And, uh, and so I turn data off of my phone. I still have an iPhone 4S, but I still – I turn data off of my phone. So when I'm away from Wi-Fi, I, it's just – I read books, which is actually more productive than it would have been otherwise. But we're, that's only one example of the many, many things that are constantly trying to keep us comfortable because it's actually quite profitable to keep us comfortable. And there are many, many companies that are more than happy to do that for us. But the problem is, is that it, we will literally end up like those fucking, those, those fat babies in Wally. You know what I mean? We just will, we will end up this way because we're, we're in, I have a friend of mine, Rob Wolf, he's a research biochemist, and, uh, and he's at the head of the paleo movement, and he, ca he calls our environment a toxic food environment. And I, I like to say that this environment that we're in is not just a toxic food environment, it's a toxic decision-making environment, where over and over again, we are led to make the wrong decisions about our future, because, again, we're very bad at predicting the future, so we don't save for retirement. Right? So we eat the candy bar instead of whatever the hell else the alternative is. So over and over and over again, the odds are stacked against us. And so we have to understand our own emotional decision-making process or we will consistently fail. And not only will we fail, we'll hate ourselves for it and we'll say, I'm weak. But the reality is, is that every single thing is there to make you fail. It wants you to fail. 
everything does. But we accept it. I mean, most people out there accept that the fact oh, I am weak and what a bastard loser I am, and I and, and I'm never going to amount to anything, and and I know that my deathbed I'm going to have regrets. And yet, well, Julian, they stay in these patterns, and it just makes me sick. I mean, and and, and I, you know, I, I, hell, I suppose if, if we had an answer how to help people get through that, we, uh, we could. I mean, it would change everything. But I, I, I guess, I guess you have to hold a hold a mirror and say, here's here's a path. I, I mean, what I do, I, I'm. It was so much joking when I said the, the book makes you depressed because I, I do feel bad that people aren't going to do anything about it, even though there's this. But I do feel that this is a great a great opportunity to kind of really rethink this whole idea. Um, I interviewed someone earlier on the show for, uh, and and she's a really intriguing young woman. She's in, actually uh, involved in the Domino Project. Um, and her whole mission in life is to inspire people to live uh, amazing lives. Um, sure. and, and I asked her the same question. I said, Hi, th there's, Come uh, on. there's a million people that sit in cubes every day, miserable, <laughs> and they don't do a damn thing about it. You know, how, right. and so I asked her, how do you, I mean, how do you coach people through that? You know, and, and it's a tough, it's a tough question to answer because there really isn't one, you know, I mean, someone's got to make the, the, the decision, but, uh, mm -hmm. um, let, let's talk. Let's shift for a minute to the actual production of this thing. And this, this was speaking of Domino. This was, the, I think, the, the final product of, of that of that effort. Uh, That's right. So, what was that all about? What was that like? What was it like working with Seth? Working with Seth Godin is uh, is amazing. An amazing opportunity uh, that I consider myself quite fortunate to have had. Uh, it's you know they have that movie Midnight in Paris. It is uh, has it's a Woody Allen movie. It's just gone crazy and it's amazing. I love it. So Gertrude Gertrude Stein is very famous for having been sort of the editor that brought out F. Scott Fitzgerald or uh, Ernest Hemingway or whoever. And I'm not comparing myself to those people, but she's she's considered to have been like one of the great editors of our time, and who was able to really bring out amazing stuff out of out of people and to me like this this book would definitely not have existed without both Chris Brogan and and Seth Godin like without both of them and the direction and the help and everything else uh, this book would have been sort of a probably a giant piece of garbage but because of the because of the the, the fact that I had the opportunity to work with Seth specifically Brogan I, I've, I'm writing another book with and I've written a, a book with him previously so uh, so he doesn't give, give me the deep inferiority complex that I feel when I'm talking to Seth instead. Uh, but when I t do talk to him and he says, you know what, Julian, this is good, but it's not good enough. And, and I go, I don't really know how to do good enough. Like, I'm not really sure how. But you just find it in you over and over again to try and do that. And if I had the opportunity to do the same to someone else, my God, like if I, if I even had the capabilities, I would consider myself very lucky because it is, it is amazing to have someone who challenges you like that. And uh, I hope that every single person that watches this who is interested finds someone like that for them. Yeah. Well, and I suppose that person can uh, grab you by the collar and help you deal with the flinch in, in their own way too. That's right. Exactly. So uh, the book is free. Uh, it's, a, it's a free download uh, from Amazon. What was the science and the strategy behind that whole that, that whole decision? Uh, well, the idea was it makes more sense to reach a million people than it does to make a million bucks. Although I wouldn't say no to making a million bucks, but when you um, when you really think about it, an, an author lives by his name, and uh, his name is like the most precious thing that he has. So. 
uh, I, th I thought about it and I got, well, you know, normally I'm sort of known for having written this book for which Chris is really a kind of behemoth. And I go, well, it just makes more sense. Like, this is not only what I'm about. So I go, well, if I'm not really about this and I need to really let people know that and I need to let them know in a really strong way. And this, in a way, is like one of the few books that I know of that are uh, works of nonfiction, let's say non-biographical, that leave you with a really deep sense of what my personality is like. And you really get an idea of like who this guy is that wrote this and you, you can't help maybe but have an opinion about that. So, uh, so doing this meant hate and love and uh, when you give people the ability to love or hate your work, they naturally spread it if they can. And so making it free was something that Seth and Amazon hooked up for me. And it meant that it was downloaded, it's just about at a rate of 5,000 copies per day. So it means that every day, definitely four, four figures, it's, been, it's, it's maybe even 50,000 copies now. And uh, many of them are just kind of like seeds that have been unopened, but they will eventually be opened. And then when Kindles you know, get opened on Christmas Day, the same thing will happen. People will go look for free books and so on. So it'll just keep, keep pushing. And I feel like this is the ideal time for that to happen. Like there was a, start, a time where Twitter started and everyone started doing that. There's a time with maybe just Google Plus or with blogs or, or podcasting or what have you. And I've always followed technologies that way. And I feel like right now is like a critical moment for Kindles and for online reading. And that uh, I wanted to get in on it quite early. And it worked. Well, wasn't it also almost a visible demonstration of this is, this is nothing that you should flinch at? Because you, you, may, you may find an author... Uh, or you may find a body of work that you know would move you and would inspire you and help you, but you don't pull the damn trigger because oh, it costs two ninety nine. Mm -hmm. You know, and they they don't buy something that would have an impact on them because there's there's a cost to it. And so you, having it free, there's no there's no nothing to flinch at, right? There's no flinch, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's been the feedback? Uh, the book is really hard hitting and it really makes you. Uh, take a hard look at yourself and, and ask yourself uh, some hard questions and really kind of push you. Has there been any negative feedback on it? Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, so uh, naturally, the first person who was outside of sort of the core group of people that ever saw this book, uh, who will not be named, uh, hated this book, like hated it. And, it. and it made them angry. And they said, not only, eh, but this is a piece of garbage. And, uh, and so I was like, well, number one, I'm pretty sure it's not a piece of garbage. And some other people, you know, agreed. So I was like, well, maybe this is just like a really highly polarizing thing. So uh, that's largely been the result. So I, I've, I've gotten emails from people that have said, like, like thank you, you've changed my life. Uh, this, this, there's, a, there's, a, there's a part where I ask people to do a specific thing and they're left with an object at the end, right? So you, when you get to the end, you'll understand this. Or if you read this, you'll understand this. And uh, they're left with an object at the end. And someone has said to me, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep this thing forever because before it was a thing I hated and it's, it's become a thing that I've loved. And now I love it. And uh, I'm going to hold it here as, this, as, a, as a representation of my strength. And that's a very powerful thing. And most people don't even have these, these sort of physical representations of significance like that. And so you'll have people that have really, really emotional reactions to this book and go, this is amazing. Like, this really helped me. And now I see my own self better, which is really the core of the book. And then you have other people that go, this is, uh, it's sim not simple, but simplistic. It is simple. Uh, 
but it, not only they'd say it's simplistic, it's um, it's it's stupid, it's lightweight, uh, it's 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 short and dumb. It's short, but it should be shorter because it can, has no content. And uh, and you know what? I, I have to come to grips with that. Um, I, of course, it's bound to happen, but. It's, I would say, definitely like 90, 95% positive. And the people that say that it's positive are the ones that share it. And the people that say that it's negative largely shut the hell up. So it works out in my well, favor. See, I think a book truly is going to have an impact. And you can talk about the size of the audience that, ha that gets that impact. But from a book that has, a, that has five star reviews and one star reviews. Right. If 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 the if it's all five star reviews, then I don't think I think the thing's full of shit, and, yeah. and I don't think I don't think it really speaks to what it. See, that's the problem. Too many people flinch because I'm not going to put anything out there because I don't want to get a one star review. Mm -hmm. That's I mean, that's a flinch, is it not? Is saying I don't I don't want to risk someone saying bad things, saying yeah. that, that your idea is simplistic or that, and that's and therein lies the whole problem. And why? And, and those are the same people that are that are slugging to work in rush hour in the morning sitting in the cube you know and and that's uh so i i i, I try to convince people to say look only will you achieve what you want to achieve and whatever endeavor that is and mm -hmm. you're, you're going to get some negative pushback and, and only then right. does that mean that there's the thing's got value right I, I, yeah it means that the thing has value to some people it will never have value to all people right. so to those people that it reaches and it connects with, like we're, honestly, it does better than I could have done sort of on my own. So it's already probably like a, something that I'm I'm really proud of. Even though some people are like, not again, not 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 many, but it's because it's the internet. You're like you see every single negative thing that occurs, so it can really overwhelm you if you want. But uh, you realize that without being able to have an impact, uh, without, without having any negative things, you're never going to be left with anything that anyone cares about either. This is a highly competitive idea marketplace that we're in. The most competitive it has ever been. And so you have to polarize more. This is actually really more Tim Ferriss than me. Like Tim, I, could, I should give him credit for this because he's very smart at polarizing as are some of the leading sort of assholes on the internet. And I try not to be an asshole specifically to individuals, but I hope to, with this book, with the flinch, give people the opportunity to be assholes to themselves and not to be like, yeah, I'm fine. Be like, no, you are amazing, and you act like you're a piece of garbage. So maybe it's time that you actually lived up to your potential, you piece of shit. I don't say that to other people, See, but, that's, but I do say it to me, right? That's the message in the book, is you, is you, is you have to be an asshole to yourself because you're capable of so much more. You're, you can do big things. You, you know, I tell my clients... I say, hey, you got a blog, and there's a reason. And we talk through all the strategic reasons why you why you generate content uh, to reach whatever audience you're trying to reach, and and you know the the standard. Oh, I just don't know if I'm going to come up with anything of value, and blah 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 blah. I say, there's a creative in all of us, and and right. no matter who you're trying to reach, even if you're selling plumbing supplies, you can be creative in that work, and and. And I think there's there's that fear, and I think in this case, you know, it's just it's the flinch they're feeling. Of, I don't want to get any pushback. I don't want to get any one star reviews, whatever whatever that is. So anyway, um, that's. Yeah. I hope the audience appreciates what fifty thousand downloads means. Uh, and I think I think <laughs> well, I hope they do. You know, I, mean, I 
I was talking to a, uh, an editor at Wiley and, and he said, you know, we consider a book to be wildly successful if it sells 10,000 copies, you know, and so I think a lot of people have a misconception of, of what a successful book is and, and that, that, but 50,000, and as you indicated, I think this thing's still in its infancy in terms of how the idea is going to get spread and, and all that. Um, so uh, uh, kudos to you on that and, and uh, I, I hope you get many more one-star reviews. I hope so too. It, yeah, you know, uh, it's kind of inevitable, and at some point, I genuinely will not care. But in fact, uh, my I, once I get to a hundred thousand, which I know that I will, uh, then then I'll be like, okay, like I've really sort of set out to do something significant, and reaching that number of people is a, tw a uniquely twenty first century ability for an average person like me, because I'm not a you know, I don't, I'm not a media mogul, I'm not a billionaire or whatever. Uh, all I am is a small person with an idea. And be, to be able to do that is really just right now, to be able to do that right now. So I'm happy to be sort of alive in this moment where it's even, where it even can be done. Yep, yep, I'm with you. What's next, Julian? What's the next big project on your plate? Uh, Chris and I are writing another book about, specifically about this idea of deep competition and how uh, your your stuff cannot uh, be boring, kind of. It's called the impact equation, and it's really about trying to figure out uh, what, why an idea spreads and why it doesn't and what kind of platform it requires and all these other things. It's sort of a follow, traditional follow-up to trust agents. And then with me, I continue to examine this stuff, but my work is probably going to get more and more like weird and esoteric instead of mainstream and accessible and business-like. And for now, that seems to be working for me. I don't have an existing title for a new thing, but I'm very ambitious, and I know that I will get to something that is, uh, that is good enough to, to send out to that number. So I'm looking cool. forward to it. Well, Brogan's coming on the show soon to talk about his new Google Plus book. Uh, any, uh, any dirty laundry I can, I can air <laughs> to really get him off balance? I actually, I, I think Chris has... Every single person, whether they admit it or not, uh, was skeptical about the Google Plus book at some point. It was like, ah, I don't know. And, uh, and, and the reality is, is that um, he is like Kanye West because Kanye West, like um, his most recent album was one of these albums that is so ambitious and so many samples from so many different locations and nobody makes an album like that. Nobody has the balls to make an album like that. So, so Brogan is doing the same thing. He was the king of Twitter, and now he's going to be king of the next thing again. And there's absolutely no one else that has been able to do that really well. Yeah. So honestly, I think it'll be amazing, and I think he's going to make a crap ton of money, and I think he'll be even more visible than he already is right now. I so agree, I and, I, and I, I bet you I'll be depressed at that book too because <laughs> there will be, be people that will not apply what, what he's teaching there. This is typical anyway. True. Julian, we're out of time. Uh, I'm really grateful for your time today. Uh, before I let you go, share with the audience how they can get in touch with you and learn more about your work and get their hands on the book again. Uh, well, you can go to theflinch.com. You can pick up the book for free uh, from pretty much anything. It's normally for Kindle, but I'll send it to you for, for some other platform. Or you can go to my blog, which is inoveryourhead.net, and I'm at Julian Smith pretty much everywhere. Uh, I'm very easy to find once you look for me. This is what I look like. Outstanding. Hey, once again, thanks for uh, making the time to be here today. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Okay, well, that wraps this episode. I'm Todd Schnick. We'll see you next time on Intrepid TV.